0: Now from BetQL,
1: it's time for the daily tip with Michael Jenkins.
0: Dang, he's and let's be honest, I go for ambition, not
1: look. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. you. Hey,
0: Dad, don't forget about me, the dogster.
1: Presented by BetMGM. <laughs>
2: top of the hour here on the daily tip on a Wednesday over the next hour we have plenty to talk about this time of year starting with our very first look at the World Series matchup the bags hashtag this season was embrace the chaos because can the chaos continue against the hot hitting Rangers we'll find out in just a few days then at 720 Lucy Burge of Beck stops by to talk all things pop culture and sports. And maybe we address Taylor Swift for the first time this week, something that we have been very proud of very much avoiding the topic of tea swizzle. Then at 7:40, our survivor picks are in for this week in the NFL Jenks. Has it been nice kind of taking a deep breath? and purging your life of taylor swift narratives because i feel like on our show we mm-hmm. haven't talked about it very much it's
0: true i think people mm-hmm. are over it i think people I are think so too not done with it but the the newness like it, it's it's worn off okay so if you're really into that great but the idea that this is going to continue to become a talking point or that it should become a talking point is just kind of dealt with i get it they're together. Maybe they're not together. I don't really believe they're together. Fine. She goes to the games. And that's all well and fine. But I'm glad that initial just rush of information and just crush of headlines is finally coming to an end. so Matt's putting in the chat that CBS still set records for the Chiefs-Chargers game. Awesome. Good for CBS. At the end of the day, they want to say, hey, there's Taylor in the rest box or in the suite. Great. I want to watch some football, and I'm happy that they seem happy. But the the newness of it, I think, has worn thin. I think even for Taylor fans where they're excited about it, but it's always something new, something better down the line, and they're going to find that as well.
2: Right. I think the shock value has worn off because initially yes. – That's why it got so many headlines, I think, because it was so so shocking. I don't think Mm -hmm. she's ever dated an athlete before. I certainly don't think she's ever dated an athlete from Kansas City. And Travis Kelsey, of course, is a big name in the NFL, but not really the biggest name when it came uh, to pop culture overall. So usually she's Mm -hmm. dating like big time celebrities. So then Travis Kelsey is the girls on TikTok, very astutely put, was now put on the map in the pop culture (laughs) sphere. So I'm glad that we're not being hit in the face with it anymore. Even though if you watch one Taylor Swift TikTok, your entire algorithm changes. And it's like, here's this other video about Taylor Swift. You're like, no, 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 (laughs) no. I watched one, does not mean I need to see all of them. But it does feel like she's actually friends with Brittany Mahomes, which is kind of shocking to me. And here's the thing that I feel like nobody's talking about. Jackson Mm -hmm. Mahomes in the background? Like, I don't follow him on TikTok, so maybe he's popping off. Is he somebody who has tuned down his annoyingness? And do we think we'll see another annoying outburst from Jackson Mahomes this season?
0: Isn't he, not not to turn this in a different direction, but I think the reason why is he's part of a sexual battery case, And the last time I checked that that case has been pushed back to January of 2024, yeah. So I think you're not seeing Jackson Mahomes for a reason, which is he needs and should stay out of the spotlight until this trial takes place.
2: Well, he's in the background of these videos. Like, he's there. And here's the thing. Like, I just don't see him being good for that long. Like, I think he's going to slip up and he's going to post a TikTok and it's going to be really annoying. Like, that is not a crime. Like, you know, he's really annoying, but what he, you know, allegedly did that is a crime, <laughs> right. but being annoying and doing dances, not necessarily a crime. It probably eats him to the core that he has the ultimate clout creator in Taylor Swift in the he suite can't do with anything. Him, and he can't do anything. Yeah. He's probably seething inside.
0: Good. Good. Because <laughs> charges aside, and I'm not making light of those or you know, trying to minimize those in any way, shape or form. But before that, he was super annoying. And didn't you hear all those reports (laughs) that Patrick Mahomes sat down Jackson and sat down Brittany and said, listen, guys, I'm glad you're enjoying yourselves, but now you're becoming a distraction. Jackson, people are tired of these dancing videos. And, Brittany, you can't just throw champagne on people while you're sitting in the suite when it's cold outside. You guys just need to relax and take a step back because at the end of the day, you're crushing the brand and you're bringing undue attention to me. And if you're a pro athlete and you're crushed with attention anyway, which Patrick Mahomes is going to get attention no matter what because he's the best football player on the planet, the last thing you want is these things that you can control – getting into your orbit and bothering you and having to deal with those things
2: right even though patrick holmes denied this he said i didn't sit him down but what a coincidence they've been mm-hmm. a lot quieter since yes, that report have. came out so mm, i don't know patrick it looks like all signs <sighs> point to maybe you did say something but let's talk about the world series because we do know the matchup now uh mm-hmm. for the october uh the fall classic between the rangers and the Dimebacks. So let's start with this conversation. Do you think the national narrative is going to be, this is not the matchup that baseball needs to grow the this. Ah, Nobody yes. wants to see the Rangers and the Dimebacks because, you know, Major League Baseball was hoping for like Dodgers Braves or like, you know, if the Yankees were halfway good, they'd, you know, want to give them the gentle yeah. nudge into the World Series. But do you think this is not going to be a good matchup because as people who follow baseball, like it's been great postseason baseball thus far. We had two game sevens in the championship series. Do you think this is a bad matchup for baseball?
0: No, I don't. I, I, I date, I hate that narrative of, Oh, this is not what baseball. I don't care what baseball wanted. That doesn't matter to me. I understand that they're looking for big market teams or more glamorous teams. But when I hear that, it, to me, it's such a, a selfish idea because baseball isn't for; it shouldn't be for the idea that oh, only we only want to see these big market teams, these glamorous teams in this spot. No, you want to see the teams that have earned it and then who are there. I think this is a fascinating matchup. This is only, I believe, the third time in World Series history that we get two wild card teams going at it. No one would have ever guessed we would get diamondbacks and rangers and i saw this the odds of this being the matchup in the world series before the season 1750 to one that's absolutely bonkers to me so no one saw this coming the odds tell you that but i think it's great and i think it's really compelling
2: it's crazy to me how people use this as an argument against like the format of the postseason But look at, like, March Madness. March Madness is widely regarded as one of the most Mm -hmm. exciting postseasons because you see chaos like this unfold. So I do think it's a good thing for baseball. And also the fact that we have the Rangers involved who have been a hit machine. Because if you're, you know, succumbing to the narratives of, like, the public, don't they want to see bombs in October? I think you got the recipe for the Rangers. So, you know, from a baseball standpoint, this will be an interesting matchup because it's kind of two contrasting styles. The Diamondbacks have dominated the postseason, or they didn't dominate against the Phillies, but Mm -hmm. they have advanced to the World Series because they're a team that's great at getting on base. They're good at stealing bases. They have good defense Mm -hmm. and they have solid pitching. The Rangers on the other end, you would say that there's a, they're a pretty complete team. Maybe they have some Mm -hmm. weakness in the bullpen. But a team that can absolutely rake. So here's the thing. I love the Diamondbacks and I think they deserve all of the credit in the world. But I do think this is a much different matchup than facing the Phillies. A team that's pretty much feast or famine. Either they're striking yeah. out or they're hitting like five solo home runs. So maybe the chaos ends in the World Series for the Diamondbacks, but I've doubted the D-backs before, and I was wrong. So maybe I should be giving Arizona a little more credit.
0: I think Arizona, it it is a contrast in styles, but I think it'll be fun to see the Rangers who are just going to slug every pitch they see out of the park or at least try to go up against a team that will be more of a – a manufacturing runs type of team. Do you know what I mean? Whether it's stealing bases, Mm -hmm. whether it's a critical single here, whether it's a pitcher going out and performing above expectations, because certainly on paper, the Rangers have the advantage. They are the, I guess, the quote unquote more exciting team and they have the bigger names. But I, I like that contrast. I like the contrast of Big sluggers, bigger names versus a team that nobody expected nor really wanted to be here necessarily if you're talking about narratives or what baseball wanted, and yet they just keep finding ways. To me, that is a compelling series.
2: Nobody wants you around, Dirt.
0: Nobody wants you guys here.
2: (laughs) Nobody wants you
0: guys Oh, yeah, Nobody yeah, wants exactly. you
2: around, Diamondbacks. <laughs> uh, no, there are plenty of people who are rooting for the Diamondbacks now, at least. At least we don't have the Astros in the postseason. Like, thank God their run is finally over and punching their ticket to the World Series. Uh, but I do think it's going to be a good matchup. I think as far as actual betting goes, I think it is such an advantage that the Diamondbacks have Brandon Fott pitching the way that he is. Because I would imagine they keep the rotation the same. And I do think Texas probably has the advantage with their one and two starters. Nathan Avaldi and Jordan Montgomery have been fantastic this postseason. And also, they're pitching to a lineup that isn't necessarily the, the bashing team that mm-hmm. the Rangers uh, have. But when it comes to the third game, Brandon Fott, I feel like, has an advantage over, get this, Max Scherzer, which is not a statement I thought I would ever Uh, be saying, but the way that Brandon Fott is pitching right now and the way that Max Scherzer is pitching right now, did you ever think that that would be an analysis for the World Series? Brandon Fott being a better pitcher than Max Scherzer?
0: I mean, we'll find out. I agree with you as far as what we've seen in the postseason, so you're not wrong. I also think that it's a massive advantage if Max Scherzer is your number three guy in your rotation. And yes, he's struggled, but I'm also not going to be stunned that if Max Scherzer comes out and then just absolutely pitches six scoreless innings. So He's been a little banged up, but he still had a fine season, and he still has that in him. So, yeah, maybe you give a slight advantage to Fott. At the same time, if you're the Rangers, you have to be ecstatic that a guy you brought in to potentially be your number one or number two with the injury to Jacob deGrom is where he is because Montgomery has stepped up and because Avaldi has been so good. And I feel bad for Jacob deGrom, by the way. Remember how crushed he was when he found out he was going to be out for the season. He could have been a part of this, so I feel bad for him. Ultimately, you know, it's irrelevant when it comes to this series, but I do think it speaks to how the Rangers have been able to rally despite a pretty devastating injury early on that really, I think, made a lot of people think, well, there go their chances.
2: I think it speaks a lot to uh, the front office and Bruce Mm Bochy, what he has done with that club, because you've got to remember, he's very much a veteran manager with plenty of postseason experience. So I think you tip your huge hat to Bruce Bochy on that one. (laughs) But I'm interested to see how this series plays out from a totals perspective, because Mm -hmm. on each side of the championship series, we had two very different series, the Astros and the Rangers was an overs parade. Both of those lineups can rake. We saw a ton of home runs, but then on the Phillies and Dimeback side, that was very much an under series. Only two of seven games went under. So we are seeing a total of eight and a half for the first game on Friday. Mm-hmm. Which do you think wins out when it comes to totals? Cause I'm a little confounded oh, here. Man. Like, do I want to play an unders on a Rangers team? That's tearing the cover off the ball. Not really.
0: This is going to suck if you want to bet an over on any game in this series. And the problem is going to be there will be a handicap and it might be in game one because the potential or projected starters are Zach Gallen and Jordan Montgomery. That can obviously change. But if you're looking at that matchup, you probably say, I don't know, maybe, maybe an under is the way to go, but then you're going to say, yeah, but those Rangers bats can come alive. So even if the handicap is the under, and it's legitimate and it's valid and the numbers point in that direction you know the sabotage factor each and every single time is going to be yeah and then the Rangers could put up eight runs by themselves
2: yeah and they have Adolis Garcia who is unconscious (laughs) right now so that's the problem you just need solo home runs not people on base that's when the real trouble can uh, amount for you if you're playing it under so I don't know. I don't have a great read on this one. I think I'll be looking to the props market, but if there is a game that probably has the best recipe for an under, I think it's probably game one where you have a bit of a layoff. Jordan Mm -hmm. Montgomery has been great. Uh, Zach Allen, maybe gives up a few runs here, but the rest of these games, I think I'll be looking at overs, which is crazy for the world series. Usually these are tighter scoring affairs. You use your best arms but we'll see if this rangers offense continues because that's been the one thing their bullpen has been a little shaky but when you score you know seven or eight runs it doesn't matter
0: yeah and that's the that's the one area i think everyone can agree the d-backs have the better pen it's it's the one i think maybe achilles heel for the rangers but you said it you can put that in your handicap and maybe it just doesn't matter
2: Yeah, we'll see if the Rangers get ginkled. Kevin Ginkle striking (laughs) out the side last night with a primal scream. We'll see if that continues in the World Series. Next up, it's time to bring on Lucy Burge. Will we talk about Taylor Swift? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, We'll see. That's next on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM.
3: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to The Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network.
2: All right, buckle up, Jenks. You may not like. The next 20 minutes of the show, we're going to bring on Lucy Burge to talk, uh, the intersection of sports and pop culture, like we always do. And it feels like the number one topic still begrudgingly is Taylor Swift dating Travis Kelsey. And what we're going to do is maybe we'll do a little breakdown of the handshake scene around the world between Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift, because when I first saw this. Uh, I was looking primarily at the handshake and I said Mm -hmm. to myself this was not very well executed and I get it neither of these girls are particularly athletic and Taylor Swift despite being a pop music superstar like it doesn't feel like she has the most rhythm like she's not the best dancer like she tries. And she does all the dances when she's on tour. I've never seen it. Like, I'm not going to pay however much money right. to go to the heiress tour. Um, right. But still, do you think she deserves credit for trying something that she clearly is not that easily, like, talented at?
0: I think this is exactly one of the reasons why she's so popular. Because if you think about it, she's sort of the, I think she speaks to everyone like she has she's an appeal relatable. to so many she's relatable yeah it's exactly an mm-hmm. authentic where you think okay she's not a classic beauty like margot robbie but she's girl next door very she's very attractive she's not as rhythmic and good of a dancer as beyonce or maybe mm-hmm. britney back in her heyday but she'll try to dance and she likes to dance and so i think those things make her relatable where she's not and and trust me it's sort of polished without being polished like that's kind of her brand which is yeah i'll do it but it's not going to be perfect and that's why you're me and i'm you and we're all in this together
2: yeah doesn't it feel like she's like the anti-beyonce like beyonce feels unattainable and she is so talented and so pretty and she's always doing these really glamorous things where you see her kids are like living a better life and like most princesses <laughs> um but taylor swift feels like the opposite because she's very much a like she's got to be a billionaire at least getting close right yeah like the money that she's made on merch on sales on marketing she has to have a ton of money but yet you don't really see her like living this lavish life i guess like she has the ultimate squad you know she hangs out with uber celebrities i'll give her that but it doesn't feel like she's hanging out on like yachts all the time and like getting bottle service
0: Well, also, also, I think a lot of that is all of this is, I mean, I don't want to sound too conspiracy ish or whatever, but I'm sure she has trips like I would. But how much do you want that to get out? That's some celebrity's brand, which is check me out. I'm in the Caribbean or I'm in the Mediterranean and I'm on a yacht and it's this glamorous lifestyle. It's just not really her brand. So I would think if she did do something like that, Every measure would be taken to make sure that didn't get out because that's not who she is or or what her fans want to see or what they expect from her.
2: Yeah. So, coincidentally, now she's dating an NFL player from the heartland, right. from Kansas City, <laughs> not Leonardo DiCaprio. The Midwest, baby. Way too old for, anyway. But we'll see. Let's dive into some of this with Lucy Birch because we know she has plenty to say. Uh, When it comes to Taylor Swift. So let's bring her in now. Becky, all host and host of Back to the Futures, each and every Sunday night.
4: Blue twenty, blue twenty, hot, hot. Ugh. Griffin, let's go. Wait, 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 Mr. Brady. You take your goddamn teddy bear with
1: you. Oh, perfect spiral. You like apples? Always Boston strong. It's
0: Lucy Burge. How
1: do
2: you like them apples? Okay, Lucy. So you do a lot of analysis for QL when it comes to bets. Now let's keep the analyst hat on. For the handshake scene around the world. What did you make of the Taylor Swift and Brittany Mahomes handshake?
1: Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today
3: Yes. Well, good morning. I, um, as, as I said to you before the show, I was a little bit startled when I saw this handshake because this was completely out of left field. And we, I mean, you could see maybe a friendship budding between the two of them, between Brittany Mahomes and Taylor Swift, which of course was a joke. And as soon as Taylor Swift showed up to the first chiefs game, people said, Oh, Brittany Mahomes is going to get in on this. And that came to reality. And now they are friends. Mm-hmm. It seems. And and this handshake, my first thought was, when did they practice this? Because that means they're hanging out and they're, ha- I mean, you could maybe take two seconds to practice that. But to to organize this and think, hey, we should have a, a secret handshake. And they maybe practiced it. But then you watch it again. Of course, I watched it like 100 times. They probably didn't practice that. They were uncoordinated. It looked like Taylor was was leading the way in this, actually. It was not Brittany who was like, hey, we should have a secret handshake, girl. No, Taylor was the one who wanted this. And she turned to Brittany and was probably like, hey, let's do a handshake. And Brittany looked like she was following along. So Taylor was the leader here. Brittany Mahomes was the one who was the the participant in this, I guess. And so it looked like maybe they did not practice this and it was a little bit disjointed, I would say. But maybe next time we will get a more streamlined handshake That is now more practice Mm. now that they've had one run through of it. Yeah, I'd say maybe it will be better next time. I'm sure there will be a next time. And I am also a little bit mad at Taylor and Travis Kelsey because I have my bet on first public lip kiss at plus 500 for that to be before Halloween. We are coming up on Halloween and they had a kiss, but it was on the cheek, Taylor, Get in there. I need my bet two pants <laughs> plus 500 before Halloween. So hopefully this week will be a lip kiss. Now we have, we've been set up with the, the cheek kiss and now she is, she has soft launched the kiss. Now we need a hard, hard follow-up to that and kiss him on the lips, please. Thank you very much, Taylor.
0: I got him at 25 to one tongue kiss let's just go oh, all in it. give me love some it. plus money yeah yeah that's that's also a good bet i wanted to ask you about <laughs> i don't have that bet. i wanted to ask you this lucy about halloween because i am checking the questions that i wrote down for you no taylor no taylor no twitter but here's the thing uh, who will you think about being I, maybe you don't want to reveal it who are you thinking about being For Halloween, will it be Taylor related? I feel like Ken and Barbie is going to be a big thing or maybe weird Barbie, something like that. So can you reveal it and will it be anything pop culture related?
3: Yes. So I actually have two Halloween costumes. I actually just opened the other one that arrived yesterday, just opened it. Uh, We'll have to try it on, but I have two. One of them is I'll probably do it Monday. This one is Barbie related. She had many outfits during the movie and this is one of them. Then the second one is a horror movie character. And it is one that I watched for the first time recently. And I saw that they had this costume. And I was like, oh. it's, a, it's an old movie, but I've just never seen the movie before, which is kind of crazy when uh, it is uh, revealed what it is. It comes with a a hand attachment to it. So if that's a clue, really? I don't know. But I um, I had never seen this ah. and just watched it recently. And um, I, I love it. I love Halloween. Halloween is my favorite holiday. So I will be dressing up. I will have two costumes. And I keep thinking of more. Like the barbarian woman from barbarian i think could be a good costume of course and um what the other ones i was like actually weird (laughs) barbie that would be a very you have to do that one right that one you have to really be careful but that one would be interesting but uh weird barbie is actually a great one That's a really good costume. So I I think that Ken and Barbie will be a popular one. There have been rumblings that Travis and Taylor will dress as Ken and Barbie for a Halloween party. I don't think they should do that. That's so cliche. But I think, reversely, I think Taylor and Travis will be a very popular Halloween costume this year. As well as the um, Rangers costume for uh, Creed. And the, I saw somebody dressed up as Creed and the, specifically the Creed Cowboys performance where one person flew in with a sheet around them and the other person was Scott Stapp. So that could also be a popular costume. So there's, there's many, many pop culture things you could do this year. But I am going with one Barbie-ish, not cliche Barbie, but one of the Barbies. And well, it's Barbie, but uh-huh. one of the scenes and a horror movie character. So balancing out the two.
2: Ooh, I can't wait to see if you guys want to follow along. Lucy is on Twitter, uh, or X, I should say at Lucille Burge. I'm sure she will post a fit check from Halloween, but we've got to talk about another headline that I just saw. Looks like will Levis is going to get the start for the Titans. You, Lucy, uh, do you know him personally or did you guys just go to the same middle school?
3: yes i have never actually met him uh but we do follow each other on instagram um uh, we have uh, like talked but yesterday yeah i put that on my story tagged him he liked it so there you go um very exciting for will levis this is uh, this is a huge deal obviously maybe i will bet on the titans this week in this case because he i think is very talented and uh, this is this is a huge deal for the uh the people of connecticut and the uh the school that we went to and not at the same time even um but it's still a very small school so not many people that you you see went there so it's kind of special but this is uh this is a big deal I'm very much looking forward to this was very excited when I saw that news I was like hey this is exciting he has not started yet he was in London he posted a, a photo he was like cheerio I was like yeah well oh, now we'll, we'll wow. see the we'll play yes <laughs> yeah, nailed you really nailed the, the lingo over there yes very good um but yeah so this is this is a big deal very excited about this
0: Lucy I'm a little late to the party here because his birthday was last week but I know you are a massive Eminem fan we've known this for a long time so my question to you is what does Eminem mean to you
3: oh well I mean he means the world to me he genuinely has gotten me through every difficult time in my life since I was 10 years old so that's over 20 years now and so he means the absolute world to me so it's It's perfect. Yesterday, yesterday, I was watching, I I still have to finish this, but I, I was watching Hereditary, which is a very scary movie. I'd never seen it before. I saw on his the mom's spaghetti um uh, p- company that he has now they are selling tomato sauce and you can sign up for the wait list for the tomato sauce so i paused the movie and i signed up on the wait list for his tomato sauce that's how much i love eminem and yes he means the absolute world to me so now even it's a perfect intersection of worlds because he is now on the detroit lions uh fan i don't want to say bandwagon because i feel like he's always been a lions fan but at part of that fan base he is the Taylor Swift of the Detroit Lions which I feel like is even a bigger deal of being the Taylor
2: Swift of Taylor
3: he was at the Lions game and the Lions ate it up they posted stuff about him and then they posted happy birthday message to him so I think a lot of teams are trying to make their own Taylor Swift like the Chargers with their their super fan she's the Taylor Swift of the Chargers but I think with Eminem he means so much to me that I, I really do like the Lions to win not win i the chiefs i think will win the super bowl but to be in the super bowl that's how much i i love eminem but no he means absolutely everything these the moon and the stars and my my whole world Everything I know, I learned from Eminem. So he is—he's my hero. I did when I was in sixth grade. I we had to pick a hero and do a, an oral report on them. That had to be a certain time and certain specifics. And I—you had to get your topic approved. And I wanted to do Eminem, and my teacher said no. And I fought for it. And I I got to do it. And I did a, a, I will say, a stunning job of portraying Eminem as my hero (laughs) and my little flashcards. And then my teacher, my teacher even said, you know, to the class, she was like, you know, Lucy's actually kind of a hero because she advocated for this topic and she really uh, pushed for it, and she did it, and I was like, "Well, it's laying it on a little bit thick there, way to to try to connect the two, But uh, but yeah, that's how much he means to me. Sixth grade, I was like, "Yeah, I was reading." I was like, "Yep," and then he participated in the 1997 Rap Olympics, and Dr. Dre discovered him, and it was it was a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, no, when I was when I was in middle school, I was listening to like Ghetto Boys and Snoop Dogg, and anybody yeah. that was connected to Eminem, I would download it on LimeWire. And I would listen to it, and so he shaped pretty much my well, a lot of my childhood because he is very important to me. But yes, he was in there. He came in second in the rap Olympics.
2: <laughs> Move over, Stan. There is a new super fan in the house, and her name yeah. is Lucy Bird. I don't think Eminem would love the title though. The Taylor Swift of the Detroit Lions. Yeah, but no, maybe she's the, she's the Eminem of the of the Kansas City Chiefs. That's what it is
0: there you go that's a better way on their hard
3: knocks no eminem was on the lion's hard knocks and then they are now a a step above what they used to be so eminem on hard knocks Mm. is propelling them to greatness
2: there you go propelling them to greatness lucy thanks for stopping by great stuff um just be careful on your fandom of eminem we've all heard the song stan i feel like it didn't go well so just keep it keep it under that level but we've got to get to break lucy thanks for stopping by Thank you so much. She is the host of Back to the Futures each and every Sunday night right here on the BetQL Network. Up next on the show are Survivor Picks. Who's going to win outright in the NFL a week after a very wonky week in the NFL? That's next on Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Stick with us.
3: Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BET MGM on the BET QL network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BET MGM. On the BetQL network.
2: Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in on this Wednesday edition of the Daily Tip. Hour two rolls right along. We'll have our survivor picks here in a couple minutes. Jenks, I was just thinking about this. I was mm-hmm. watching Pat McAfee yesterday, and of course, Aaron Rodgers making his weekly appearance on the show. It feels like he's kind of out of material that is like shocking. Because it used to be this was appointment television where every single time he came on, he would drop mm-hmm. some kind of bombshell about like his thoughts on COVID or, you know, Pfizer, <laughs> right. play, Travis Kelsey, but I don't know, this appearance didn't seem quite as shocking. But one thing he did say that I did agree with was it's wild to him how much the narrative shifts from week to week in the NFL. Like, oh, it's yeah. crazy. Like, two weeks ago, nobody was talking about Lamar Jackson as an MVP candidate. Like, he was pretty far up on the odds board, so it's not like he came out of left field. But doesn't it feel like that is the talking point this week is, oh, Lamar Jackson is the best quarterback in the NFL. Yes. Do you ever try to step back and say, okay, maybe let's not overreact uh, week to week as much as some of these people are in the NFL?
0: Yes, I think it's important to remember that this is what happens every week in the NFL to some degree. We were debating this earlier. I'm still rolling with the Bills because of that fact. Yes, the Ravens looked awesome last week, but no one was discussing Lamar Jackson as an MVP before last week. Now, he may well win it. He's won it before. He's mega talented. But it reminds me, I think the best case of this is when the Dolphins dropped 70 points on the Broncos And the Dolphins were all the talk, right? Like, the Dolphins are going to dominate. They can't be stopped on offense. This is a team that's going to win the Super Bowl. And again, that could happen. But what happened the next week? They go to Buffalo and they get beat. So, yes, I think especially when you're talking about the NFL compared to other sports, you have to take a big picture perspective because things do change and they change very rapidly.
2: Right. So our job in the betting world is to try to see through some of these narratives, because a lot of times it will be reflected in these lines. And I think that's the toughest part of betting on the NFL is holding your nose for some of these quote unquote, bad teams to rebound and actually keep it close to some of these teams who have looked amazing on paper through however many weeks. So we'll see uh, if the narratives hold up this week or if, you know, all the favorites cover, we'll see. But now let's see if we can at least pick a straight up winner as we hand out our survivor picks.
1: Two men one man lead. There can be only one. Who will survive?
2: All right, so our mission should we choose to accept it, is to pick an outright winner in the NFL this week. They just need to win, they don't need to cover, and our little quirk for this contest on our show is if a team you pick loses the week that you pick them, because we're not doing the thing where you're eliminated if you lose, because we wanna play the whole season, Uh, you just can't use the team that you lost on, for the rest of the season and also you can't use the same team in back to back week so those are the rules so now that we have uh the groundwork laid let's do it let's go across the board everybody on our show is going to pick a team we'll start with you matt matt who do you like this week in survivor
4: so i got called out last week for going oh and two after bragging about going five and oh um but i bounced back with the two and and0 week last week so i think i'm um, I'm doing pretty good in my wallet considering that I had a pretty bad week. But this week,
2: I'm going with the Bills. They also had a bad week last week, but I think they're going to bounce back in a big way. The Bucks aren't that great. I think I heard that Josh Allen is going to be playing more free. I think that's probably only going to benefit him because, I mean, he can't get much worse. He's turning the ball over as much as he ever has. But I think the Bills at home against the Bucks, regardless of the short week or not, I think they can get the win. Ooh, trust in the bill seems like a very sticky situation this season, but we will see. They are eight and a half point favorites, so I would assume that the books agree with you there. Next up, we'll go to Bill. Bill, who do you like?
4: Chelsea, first off, you're burying the lead here. You are the only one left that is undefeated in Survivor. You're seven and oh. Why you didn't take a moment to, uh, you know, except the uh, congratulations from all of us i don't know why seven and oh uh, did you see
2: what happened to matt pisani when he talked about <laughs> his spotless record oh i'm the only one carrying these show parlays i'm the only one winning in survivor so no i will not be doing that
4: all right. Well, I will let everybody know you are seven and zero. You're the only one that's gotten all seven weeks right, and you're playing by the 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 usual rules of you. You have used a different team every single week. So hats off to you. You're doing a fantastic job there. As for my pick this week, look, I don't think the Lions are as bad as they looked on uh, last week when they lost to the Raiders. I mean, excuse me, when they lost to the Ravens, and they're going back home to take on the Raiders on Monday night. Raiders stink they're all for awful give me the Lions over the Raiders Monday Night Football
2: yeah the Raiders do sink I will agree with that statement all right David who you got for us this week uh, you always give us a pick that I feel like not many people choose I'm looking at the rundown it feels like it's kind of the case again this week who do you
1: like well I'm gonna do the exact opposite of Matt Pisani and go I've gone 0-2 the last two weeks <laughs> in the Survivor pool. Oh, you're due. So I'm due on one of my mm-hmm. quote-unquote questionable picks. But I'm taking the Jets over the Giants. Uh, I just, l- listen, I, I have more faith, I think, in the Jets, in their defense, in that running game in the Jets, than I do anything that is New York Giants. So let's crown the Jets the king of New York for this week. I'm taking the Jets over the Giants
2: it's probably like a paper crown like I don't think that crown of New York teams right now is something mm. that you should be bragging about but you're right it is a matchup of the two New York teams this week a short spread though Jets uh, only two and a half point favorites up next we'll go to Jenks Jenks who do you like in Survivor
0: I'm going with Matt here I'm going with the Bills come on it's time for the Bills to get right they're at home they're taking on the Bucks and I I like the Bills coming off a loss like that. I don't particularly like it for the Bills, but I like when you're picking a team that you know is good, that will be hyper motivated at home. And I'm gonna trust Baker Mayfield against that Bills defense. Absolutely not. Buffalo is the play.
2: All right, so we've got two down for Buffalo as we have a lot of faith in the Bills to turn it around against the Bucks. As for me, I will be taking the Ravens over the Cardinals. I had to choose a team that I hadn't chose uh, all season long. Haven't picked the Ravens yet. And it feels like a team that's definitely peaking right now for me to use them in Survivor. They're playing the Cardinals. I don't usually love taking big favorites on the road, but still feels like the Ravens are finally getting healthy. And it feels like the Cardinals are finally reverting back to what we thought we would see from Arizona at the start of the season. So I just need the Ravens to win. I will do that. Not sure if they cover the number, it is a big spread, Uh, but that's the route that I will go. Uh, Now we'll open up the floor. If anybody wants to throw out one of these survivor picks and say, hey man, it's time to take a second look. Maybe think twice before picking this team. Does anybody disagree with any of these survivor picks?
4: Well I'll, well, I'll say again, it's up on the up on the screen here. So for people that can't see, and we didn't we didn't ask Lucy about it. She's insane. She's taking the Patriots on the road at the doll. She's crazy. I don't know what her problem is, but there's a reason why she's four and three in this contest. Why in the world would you take Hi. the Patriots on the road? At the Dolphins. The shock value.
1: Options. She was fading. <laughs> I'm shocked. Two straight weeks. And then they win and got, like, no. oh, they got a bandwagon.
4: Oh no. I mean,
2: Do we believe in the Patriots on. yet? Like no. I think maybe oh, they no. can at least score some points. Not even close. And it's one thing if you're taking the nine and a half, because I think this one was at ten and a half, which is a lot of points for a divisional battle, Damn. but winning outright on the road at Miami and riddle me this having the Patriots always struggled in Miami, even back when they had Tom Brady, it feels like Miami has been their bugaboo. I don't know if it's the nice weather. I don't know if it's the nightlife. Maybe Mac Jones is somebody who does not partake, but still, um, I'm sorry, Lucy. We're going to go against you here. I do not think the Patriots went out right.
0: By the (laughs) end of the season, it's going to be like, all right, Lucy, you've got the Cardinals and the Panthers. You're taking this. (laughs) (laughs) week?
1: I'll play. But that's no the one other left. thing. I'll play devil's like, advocate. I think. Go ahead, Chelsea.
2: Go ahead, David.
1: I, I was going to say, I'll play devil's advocate here. I don't trust Josh Allen at this point at all. At all. He looked absolutely Damn. horrible last week. Absolutely horrible. And that defense for Tampa Bay still is no joke. So are you going to trust the defense of the Buffalo Bills who gave up how many points again? To the New England Patriots? Or are you gonna trust the Tampa 29. Bay defense? I, I'm just but saying a divisional game divisional.
0: in New England is different, I think, than Buffalo playing at home against Baker Mayfield on the Bucks. You know uh, what I mean? Those
1: wide receivers are still those wide receivers, though. I'm just saying. Yeah, there, but there is as
2: somebody who took the Bucks last week on the money line. Desmond Ritter, didn't he have two really bad turnovers? But yet the turnovers, Falcons turnovers. still won that game. So I think it's built in. Josh Allen can have a couple picks in this game, and maybe they can still win. Like, would I lay that big of a number? Hell no. Not with this Bills team that is incredibly untrustworthy. But I'm just saying, like, the Bucks ain't good either.
1: No, I'm not I'm not debating the fact either way. I'm just saying at this point. I don't trust either of them, so I would stay away from Buffalo completely.
0: My favorite part of this is at the end of this discussion, it always comes back to attacking Double D.
2: (laughs) Well, he's the warrior of the show. Uh, (laughs) And we appreciate him for playing devil's advocate so many of the times. But you're right. It feels like the Bills are one of the least trustworthy, quote-unquote, good teams. In the NFL right now. So I won't be trusting him, but you know, maybe we'll see the good version of Josh Allen because he is in there somewhere. He just doesn't really show up on a weekly basis. So we'll see. All right, coming up next, it's time to talk baseball, a World Series preview. We have the Rangers and Diamondbacks squaring off. Who will take it all? That's next on the Daily Tail presented by BetMGM.